We celebrate, church family, we celebrate uh, 14 years of God's goodness, of his faithfulness, of his love. And I, um, I don't want to underemphasize that word celebrate. As I was uh, chatting and thinking with Martha this last week, it made me realize I was blessed to be raised in a Christian family, to be raised in a Christian church that worshiped Jesus, that taught the scriptures. But in all of the years that I attended the church I grew up in, we never had a party. <laughs> We know it just wasn't part of the church culture. And uh, I don't mind saying New Hope Kailua is a party monster of a church. And you've seen some of that. And it's because of the Spirit of God, because the kingdom of God is a party. Jesus said his great uh, um, uh, parable of the kingdom of God was a banquet, a party, a celebration. When Jesus comes, there's going to be a wedding party, a celebration. The kingdom of God is a party, and God has built into our church the ability to celebrate, and I believe, he, I know for a fact, he's going to be thrilled this afternoon, just after service, when he sees his kids having a party, celebrating his faithfulness, celebrating their relationships with each other, because um, he delights in our celebration of his goodness. And um, so uh, if you didn't know already, if you drove up this morning, we're going to have a wonderful party celebrating God's goodness, both in our service, but after the service. And we've got an all-star grilling team out there. We got Jerry, we got a Kaika, we got Bob. And uh, my only request for them was don't start cooking during the service, please, because people will start and leave the service to go get some food. And we want to do it after the service, all right? Uh, but right after the service, we're going to dismiss, and there'll be a great, great meal. If you didn't know about it, you're welcome to come. We've got plenty of food. We'd love to have you join us. And um, we're going to carry on the celebration right after service, right on our own parking lot here. And we've got an amazing hospitality team, an all-star hospitality team, Joanne and her team. So we're going in fun family games. It's going to be a blast. It's a celebration because at the heart of God is love and joy for his children. Well, Psalm 100, if you look at your notes with me this morning, Psalm 100 verse 5 says it all. For the Lord is good. God is good. And his love endures forever. We're just celebrating 14 years in a local church family, but it endures forever from eternity past to eternity future. His faithfulness continues through all generations, including ours. And we're just celebrating one little short segment of that. But let me tell you about an aha moment I had this last week. And when I tell you, you're going to say, well, that's pretty simple, Rick. Uh, you, you know, but, uh, and I, I admit I'm a simple man. But it struck me this last week, something very simple. Faithfulness and love only happens in relationships. It's in relationships that we experience faithfulness and love. Without relationships, you don't experience that at all. So, for example, and some of you might remember the old movie Tom Hanks when he's off on that desert island. It was so many years ago the movie came out. But just if you haven't seen the movie, just imagine being stranded on a desert island. Only you're living on the island. And you have no relationships, just you. On a human level, you, you can't experience love. There's no one there to love. There's no one there to love you. You cannot experience faithfulness because there's no one there to be faithful to you and you be faithful. Love and faithfulness happen in relationships. And um, that's what we're celebrating this morning, our relationship with God. And he's never absent, so even if we're on a desert island, he's still there. But in our situation, we've got a relationship with God and we've got a relationship with each other, a church family. And it's in those relationships that we experience him and his love 
and his faithfulness. And relationships are the key. And um, I don't mind uh, saying that relationships are, uh, are even more important after this last year. Because as we're coming out of, and hopefully very soon closing the door on this COVID pandemic, our relationships have been restricted as a church family. Our relationships have been limited. And so we're all longing for that time, and especially those of you who are welcome uh, online again. But you know, God has not designed the church to be on a screen. And don't get me wrong, I'm grateful for online, and I'm grateful for Zoom. But God has designed the church to be relationships, and that's really what I want to focus on this morning. I want us as a church family to lift high the banner of God's vision for the church, and God's vision for the church is relationships. It's relationships. So that's the first point in your notes, that the heart of our church is relationships, that God's vision, his design, his plan for the church is relationships. Where do these relationships come from? You think about it, it's a miracle. When you just look at our church family, all these different backgrounds, all these different ethnicities, all of these different experiences in life, and yet relationships are birthed by the love of Jesus. It's a miracle that this diverse group of people comes together and experience the love and the faithfulness of God, but it's birthed in the love of Jesus. That's where the relationships come from. If there were no Jesus in history, there would be no New Hope Kailua. But it's birthed in the fact that God showed his heart of love, that Jesus came into our world, he gave his life on the cross because he loves us and drew us into relationship with himself, the forgiveness of sins, the gift of eternal life. But as soon as we put our faith in Jesus, guess what? We become a part of a church family that are, are, we are birthed into relationships. There in your notes, there's a wonderful verse. First John kind of nails it this way. One of the apostles that, that traveled with Jesus said, see what great love. You want to know what God is all about? See what great love the Father has poured out in abundance. He's lavished upon us. He's not been miserly. He's been generous in pouring out his love. And how do you see that? That we, that people like you and me here at New Hope Kailua, should be called what? Children of God. We're in God's family. He's adopted us. We have a relationship with him. We belong to him. And this is an outpouring. Our relationships as a church family, our relationships in Christ, are birthed in the love of Jesus, the love of the cross. But when we put our faith in Christ, we come into new relationships. New relationships with God, new relationships with each other. It's really very simple. And as I thought about it, you know, this last week, back um, countless years ago, back in the Jurassic Age, right after the T-Rexes and Brontosauruses wandered the earth, Pastor Rick was born. It seems like a long time ago. And um, what happened the, the hour I was born into this planet? I was birthed into relationships, totally apart from me. I had nothing to do with it. But I was birthed, and, and I had parents. Arthur and Margaret Stinton were my parents. I was born with parents. I was born with brothers and sisters, Don and Jackie and Sheila, and then after me, Dave and, and Diane. But as soon as you are born into this world, you're born into relationships, and it's a picture of the kingdom of God, that when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, when you are born again into God's family, you have a new heavenly father. And you have brothers and sisters in Christ. And you're born into relationships. And so we're birthed into those relationships out of the heart of love of Jesus. 
but we also operate out of the heart of love of Jesus because when we trust Christ, it doesn't end there, obviously. Jesus said this to his kids. He says, hey, kids, gather around. Sons, daughters, you're part of my family now. You're part of my forever family. Here's what I want you to do. This is going to be our family dynamic. This is at the top of the list. In fact, this is the one thing I want you to do. Love each other. <laughs> love each other. A new commandment I give you, that you love each other, brothers and sisters, as I have loved you, said Jesus. And um, that dynamic of love continues. So he pours his love into our lives. He gives birth in that love, and then we operate in that love. And um, I didn't see the banner up this morning. I think we're busy doing other things, but I love our new banner that says, uh, Aloha, New Hope Kailua, you are loved. I hope when you drive up on Sunday mornings that you're involved in relationships. Well, you know you're loved. You're loved by God and you're loved by his people because that's what he calls us to do. And that love changes our lives. It brings blessings to one another. It creates a safe place where people can find God and be built up and encouraged in their faith. And rather than me talk to you about it, I just wanted to share a couple of testimonies as folks in our church family shared what it means to be involved in relationships in their lives. So take a look at these two videos. Happy anniversary, New Hope Kailua. We miss you. We wanted to share a few words about our journey there. I think we can all agree that the church is not the building and it's not the walls, but it's really the people. And at New Hope Kailua, we really felt the Holy Spirit move. It moved well. We felt unconditionally loved and accepted there, and that's rare to find. It was that unconditional love and acceptance that made it a safe place for us to ask questions, to try new things in our faith, and to really grow. And it was that sense of safety that really created the environment where we could challenge ourselves and really push through our insecurities. In doing that, we experienced incredible growth within the safe, grace-filled, and compassionate relationships within our New Hope Kailua Ohana. And even though we're an ocean away from each other, we still feel you. We feel connected to you. We know that you are loving well and that you're welcoming others into your hearts and church and supporting each other unconditionally. So here's to another 14 years of being Jesus for the people in your community. Aloha. Aloha. My name is Salote and this is Andrew and we are the Catchers in Ohana. We are given the opportunity to share with you folks how relationships in our church family have benefited us. Um, personally for me, it has benefited me in so many ways. Um, just having the support that we have with people um, that have the same faith-based faith as us has been incredibly just awesome um, being able to pray for each other whether it's during the good or the bad and being able to just fellowship has been awesome and um, I wouldn't want it any other way and that's it's just have been so uplifting for us to be able to um, share God share the love of God with each other and and for our keikis to see how much um, love there is between us and our church family has definitely um, brought so much joy in their hearts as well. 
So for me, we, our, my relationship in the church, within the church family, um, particularly in small group in the worship team, have really encouraged me to want to grow more in my faith. Mm -hmm. It's made me and us as a family want to dive more deeply into the Word of God. Uh, Not just when things are going good, but when things are going bad, the first thing that we want to do is pray, and then we Mm -hmm. want to go look and see what God has already told us. We already have the tools. He's already given us the tools, Mm -hmm. and we we are more excited as time goes on to discover what those tools are yes Um, yes it's definitely helped us grow as individuals as well as our marriage especially um just being able to confide in in um, our church family has been so helpful for us um and just to be able to share experiences with one another and how God has um, definitely put these uh, these certain people in our lives to be able to pray over us and to speak life to us when there's times of of you know like struggle if we if we have any um, or just even to like praise you know what I mean. And I think that's been so helpful in our marriage. Um, And we've seen our marriage grow from that. And we just, again, wanted to just thank you all. Um, Thank you so much, uh, New Hope Kailua, for being that support system for our family. You know, being that that second family that we're able to to, um, have in our lives. And it has been such a blessing for us and um we just want to thank you folks again just wish a happy anniversary mm-hmm. again to our church and we just thank you again for this opportunity and we love you all and we will see you guys later <laughs> bye all right thank you salote and andrew and you know um if you uh, hadn't seen Dave and Cynthia Bickerstaff, the couple that came on first, they're in Colorado now. It's just a reminder, again, that God brings us and builds our relationships. He takes some of us on to another city, another location, but we're always family. And part of the, I, I'd like to, sometime I'll do a count. We may, after 14 years, we ha- may have more church members on the mainland than we have in Hawaii because uh, folks keep relocating, and that's totally cool. It's God's family. But it's a really precious thing that he builds these lifelong relationships. Some of us keep in touch by social media. Some of us have a chance to visit on the mainland and actually spend time with church family members. Some of the times they come back visiting here. But the key is relationships and being birthed in the love of Jesus in those relationships. One of the ways in which we love each other, one of the ways in which we love each other is to serve one another. And that's what the scriptures call us to do. A great verse says it all in Galatians 5.13. That we're called to relationships that serve one another, that love each other through service. And so it, the, uh, the Apostle Paul under Holy Spirit says this. Serve one another humbly. Serve one another humbly in love. Not out of obligation, not out of duty, not because it's a club, but 
out of love for Jesus and love for people. Serve one another. The greatest leader in all of human history is our Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the servant of servants. He's the servant par excellence. And the gospels say that, well, Jesus himself says the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life. And Jesus' entire life was an outpouring of service. He served people by teaching them the kingdom of God. He served people by healing them, by taking care of their physical afflictions. He, he, uh, he, he served people by casting demons out of them, setting them free. He served people by feeding them, taking care of their physical needs. He, everything he did, you read his life, was an act of service to others. And yes, it all led up to the cross, the greatest act of servanthood throughout all eternity, where he served you and he served me by giving his life so that we could be forgiven our sins. And when he rose from the dead uh, to triumph over the grave and give us the gift of eternal life, he is the servant par excellence. So guess what he says to you and me? Serve one another. As I, your leader, am the servant of servants, you serve one another. And God has built into his family, he's built into the body of Christ, all sorts of spiritual gifts. And so we as a church family, we love each other and we love our community by serving one another. And so we have ministry teams where if you have tech gifts or you have gifts working with children or youth or you have music team gifts or you have administrative gifts or you're good working with food, I'm really grateful for those that have the spiritual gifts of serving food. That's one of my favorite <laughs> gifts um, that others have. But the point is we all serve one another and we encourage one another, whatever your gifts are, whatever your abilities, serve one another in love. And when, you know, it says serve humbly in love, can I just, I saw a glimpse of that this morning. One of our senior leaders in our church, one of our council members, one of the mature, more mature members of our body was out there directing traffic. He was the guy with the green vest on. Serve one. It doesn't matter how important you are in life, your position, your status, your whatever. Take the humble route of serving one another. And that means directing people in a parking lot, cleaning a toilet, whatever it takes. And that's what we do. And our mission team going to Molokai, they're going with servant hearts. What can we do to serve the community? Whatever humble part that is. And that's just a reflection of Jesus. So take a look at these videos. We've had people come through and we're all learning to serve. And if you're new to our church family, we want to encourage you. This may be new to you. We would say, join a ministry team. Get involved in serving one another. Because that's the heart of Jesus in relationships in our church. Take a look. Aloha, Aloha Church family. This is the Perrys. Hi. And I wanted to share a little bit personally about how the men's group really helped me um, to be closer to the Lord and to stay grounded. Um, as a father and a husband, having other men, godly men, that I could meet with on a weekly basis, um, share some of the things that we were going through, some of the difficulties we might have been having, or um, even opportunities that came up, and to help me make decisions that were Bible-based. Um, having those guys, and I miss you guys, on a weekly basis uh, was really important, and um, that's a big relationship for me in the church. Yes, indeed. Um, small groups were just big for me, especially because it got us out of our comfort zone, especially hosting them, small groups, as well as just serving in the church really brought us closer to God than we could ever have imagined. It was a great opportunity for us to just um, 
get close to the church ohana ohana and also to just share um just life and ministry with all the, the amazing people at the new hope kailua church yeah. and we definitely miss you guys it's been very different here yeah but we love it yeah and we have a church yes we, a we do family. and we decided that actually just recently about two weeks ago we we felt we were not as close to the church family as we were to you guys yeah. and we we decided we're going to serve in um in a ministry and we signed up for two i signed up for three ministry actually um we're going to be in greeters we're going to be in accounting team as well and yeah. in the women's um group as well so we just Not appreciate <laughs> we just appreciate um everything that the ohana at new hope kailua taught us and just bringing us closer to god um, we got baptized there and just you know even this little one here, Nicholas, um, got baptized there as Hi. well. And we love you guys, and we miss, miss you. you so, so much. Yeah. Aloha. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you guys. Awesome. Another example of a church family that came, learned to serve, and now, yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. Give um, Michael and Lee Marie a hand. And um, they just shared something of their heart that we're all learning about serving one another. You know, um, when we love each other, when we serve each other, guess what? We grow together. We grow as a church family, but we also grow individually in our spiritual life. That God has designed spiritual growth to happen, guess what? In relationships. It's about relationships. At the heart of God's vision for his church is relationships. And so I just want to share you that verse and then talk about that for a moment because it says this in Ephesians 4. This is describing our church family. Speaking the truth in love, being truthful with each other. The text says literally truthing it in love. It involves our speech, but it involves our life. Living with integrity, living out our faith with integrity. We will what? We will grow. We will grow spiritually to become in every respect the mature body. We will grow to maturity, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. What's the, what's the uh, standard of maturity? What's the goal of maturity? It's Jesus himself. We become more like Christ. That's his vision. That's his plan for your life, for my life, to grow to the maturity of Christ. And it happens in relationships. He says this, From him, Jesus, the whole body, the whole church family, joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Each of us is a part of that body. What happens? It grows in spiritual maturity and builds itself up in love, in love for Jesus, in love for people, in relationships, as each part does its work, as each of us is involved in that dynamic of what the Holy Spirit is doing in the body. God has designed the church family to be like a body. That's exactly the image. The body has many different parts. None of the parts are exactly the same. But they're all connected to each other, and they all function together. And when they do, when they serve, and they love, and they reach people, there's growth. There's spiritual growth in the church family. There's spiritual growth in individual lives. And you've already heard a couple of people on these testimonies talk. Ministry teams are a great place of growth. Uh, small groups are a powerful environment of growth. And that's why we continue to emphasize and encourage more people. And right now we're kind of limited to Zoom, but we want to rebuild our small groups. Why? Because God builds spiritual growth through relationships. And that happens best 
in small groups because you can be real with people, you can share your life, you can have a building confidence with them, you can pray for them, you can encourage them, you can minister to them through the spiritual gifts God has given you, prayer, teaching, encouragement, service, whatever gifts God has, and it happens powerfully in small groups. And all of that brings spiritual growth. One final video, but uh, take a look at a couple of more folks who just talk about their own growth and how people have ministered to them in the body of Christ through relationships. Take a look. When I think about my church family, I, it makes me smile. I feel very fortunate. I've had the opportunity to grow up in church, and through that journey, I have been surrounded by so many wonderful people um, of all walks of life. And I think what really encourages me in that is that these are people that have a common interest, just like we do, uh, in Christ. But there are people who have had different walks and different experiences than what we would normally see in our immediate family or the people that were around um, all the time. They've experienced God in different ways and they've had um, different life events. And so therefore they have different perspectives on life. And that's really encouraging because they can encourage you by saying, have you thought about it this way? Have you, have you looked at it this way? because they have different lenses of how they see God and they have different perspectives. And I think that's something that's super powerful um, in, in encouraging and allows us to grow in our faith uh, by getting to hear from those people. And um, they might come and go in your lives in different points, in different seasons of life. They might celebrate with you. They might cry with you. Um, they might just walk along with beside you every day. And uh, it looks different. And I'm thankful that God has sent the right people at the right time, uh, just when I needed them. And um, he has allowed me to um, have relationship with uh, so many wonderful people of so many different generations, uh, young and old and um, everywhere in between. And uh, that has been a huge blessing in my life. My relations have grown uh, also to my sponsor in AA, who is also a member of our church. Uh, a lot of you know Uncle John. We text scripture to each other every morning. And my former sponsor in AA was Hawaiian Brian. Uh, he passed away a few years ago. But uh, for about 10 years, he went through about 30 surgeries from, uh, back and forth with cancer. And throughout the whole time, his faith never faded him, never failed him. He always had faith. He always worried about everybody else. He was always there at church, helping out. He would always be at my house, helping out when we did things. We got together, we had get-togethers. And he was a, a strong inspiration for me. So yeah, the relations that I've grown, I've had in a church is very strong for me and it, it, it really helped me grow in my, my walk with God and just in, in life in general. Thank you. Thank you, Noho Kailua. Yeah, thank you to uh, Megan and to Akaika. Again, just little snippets, but I wanted to 
have church family members share just how God has moved in their lives uh, because he, he helps us grow. He leads us to maturity through ministry one to another. The encouragement, the, uh, the example, uh, the connection, and God will bring, as Megan said, the right person into your life at the right time and uh, help you through whatever he's taking you through. He's designed the body of Christ, the family of God, to operate that way. Well, one final point, and that's simply this, uh, that out of these relationships, we're called to change the world, that our relationships do indeed change the world with the love of Jesus. And um, Jesus gave us this mission that we're all, as a church family, involved in. He said, go and make disciples, go and make followers of Christ of all the nations. And part of the beautiful thing that God has done sovereignly, we didn't start off with a missions plan when we planted the church. Uh, we just said, God, what do you want us to do? And one after another, he led us to uh, opportunities to invest in what he's doing around the world. And uh, it starts with right here in our community. It starts with loving people into the kingdom of God. And one of my favorite things on the, on the video we saw was the baptisms. He's, God's given us just up two blocks away the most beautiful baptismal tank on the planet. And uh, we've had the opportunity to see people come to faith in Christ. And when they go under the water, they're identifying with Jesus in his death. They come out of the water with his resurrection. And we see that lives are being brought to Christ. And, and uh, great to see Zach and Michelle here. They were the last ones we had just baptized right down in Kailua Beach. But God wants to continue to draw people to faith in Jesus through our church family, see them baptized. So we're changing the world one person at a time right here in our community. We're involved with uh, a Monday night recovery group led by our people that are helping uh, men with addictions get uh, free of that and, and follow Christ. We're involved with feeding the homeless and the hungry in our community. We're taking the love of Jesus out in the community. We're involved in support Ho'ola uh, Napua and helping girls get rescued from, from sex traffic in our community. So we're, we're taking the love of Jesus and helping change the world in our community. We're helping change the world around the world. Um, you saw uh, some gl glimpses of the missions trip that God raised up where we sent to Kenya and built a church and built a school and we continue to support that and we're helping change lives in Kenya and through Yamit and supporting her ministry we're helping reach people in Christ in Israel and through, through uh, Brandy we're helping reach people in Tonga and through uh, Brooke we're helping to reach people for Christ in China. We're involved in what the Holy Spirit is doing around the planet. And uh, through Anna Cleghorn with YWAM, she's uh, based in Montana, but she's helping equip missionaries that go all over the world with YWAM. So in all of these ways, he's called us as a church family through our relationships. And yes, can I say through our generosity, because we're able to support these ministries because of the heart of Jesus right in our own church family. And so uh, praise God for his faithfulness to us. Praise God that for 14 years we have always uh, had our fin finances supplied as a church family for the ministries we support. That's all a sign of God's faithfulness and his goodness. And so um, God will continue to do miracles in our church family. For this next year and as many years he calls us to until Jesus comes, um, he is faithful and he's the God of all miracles, and he wants to continue to do miracles through our lives. And so the goal as we close this, this, um, this service and continue our celebration, the goal is to hear the words of Jesus. He is faithful, and you know the story Jesus told. He gives his um, resources to three servants and says, go and invest them for my kingdom. And then he comes back and he says, what did you do, Rick, with what I gave you? And you and I want to hear those words. Well 
done. Good and what? Faithful servant. You've been faithful. You've been faithful. Well done. Good. And then he says this. Enter into the joy of your master. Join the party. That's my paraphrase. Uh, join the party. Enter into the joy of your master. There's a great celebration going to happen when Christ comes for his people. And we're just going to have a taste of that this morning. But I want to encourage you and let's encourage one another to continue to see God's miracle of faithfulness because he works his miracles, guess what? Through faithful people, through people who have a heart of love for Jesus and a heart of love for each other, who are operating in the relationships that God has given us, loving one another, loving the world around us, loving people into God's kingdom, serving one another, growing together, changing the world together, but at the heart of it is relationship. So let me encourage you, whatever step you need to make, and so many of us here at New Hope Kailua are vitally involved in relationships. You're, you're doing exactly what God has designed the church to do. Others, I would encourage you, this may be new, you may be new to our church, jump in, experience relationships, small group, ministry team, Sunday morning, in person, because we want to continue to seek Jesus and seek his vision for our church and see him change the world through common people like us. Let me invite you to stand and we're going to pray together.